Hey, homies. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is Something Sick. Welcome back. It's our six months. <laughs> Happy six months. Cute. We've been, we finally have an actual anniversary to celebrate. <laughs> Woo. Something our right. podcast anniversary. Yeah. We don't know the exact day we became friends. Like yeah. actual friends. Sometime mid August. Yeah. But I don't know exactly when. So. But yeah. Uh, we've been doing this for six months. Yay. So shout out to all the homies out there for sticking around. Even when we didn't have a name for you guys. Yeah, it that's true. It took us a while to figure that out. That's so weird. Should we go ahead and talk about our news? Do we yes. have anything else first? Not off the top of my head. Okay. Well, do you do by it? the time this happens, the time this episode comes out, guys, we will be going to bed that morning before at like 5 a.m. probably. And do you guys want to know why? It's because... Are you going to do a drum roll Katie wants to do a drum roll. I don't think it's going to translate well, but you can do it. It's just going to sound like me hitting myself. <laughs> I hope they couldn't even hear it. Yeah. Um, we're going... <laughs> we're going ghost hunting. With the, the ghost, ghost brothers. brothers. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh we love paranormal tv shows and the ghost brothers are so fun yes and they catch great stuff heck yeah and they are going we did honestly we found this by random it was by luck yeah and there's a hospital that destination fear went to called the old south pittsburgh hospital like an yep. hour and 45 minutes from us and i've looked it up before for us to go but we've never really it's never been the time. Yeah. And then we were just hanging out one night with my sister, watching some Destination Fear, as we always do. What else are we doing? And I was like, I'm just going to look up that hospital because we all miss going ghost hunting. And it's been so while. Like, Waverly's booked out for the rest of the year. And I was like, wait, on the front page of the website was the, the ghost, ghost Brothers. Brothers. And we decided to splurge. And we're getting VIP Saturday night it it would be yesterday for you guys listening to this yeah. today <laughs> and we're going early we're having a meet and greet and like q a and then we're playing hide and go seek in this hospital with them <laughs> that's the part i'm like most nervous i about. know <laughs> we talked about watching my sister play hide and go seek <laughs> with them and we will report back to you on that because by the time this one comes out, it will have already happened, but we're not including that. Yeah. Hopefully, but we'll have some Chris, funny stories. Kristen, listening to this, we have talked about you playing hiding. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have fun stories. Yes. We're going to have, hopefully, some evidence. Oh, yeah. And we're ghost hunting after that. We're having yeah. dinner after that, and then we're going ghost hunting. Yes. With them. So excited. Oh, my gosh. So we will definitely report back on how that goes. And maybe at some point we'll do an episode on Old South Pittsburgh. Oh, yes. I have looked it up before to do it, but I wanted us to go to have our own evidence. Yeah. And also the history isn't too much online. And so I want to hear the tour guides talk about the history so I can include that. So keep an eye out for that, guys. <laughs> and our picture with the Ghost Brothers. Hey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We were talking about who is who out of the oh three my of gosh. us. It was very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we're stupid, basically, is all I'm we're sorry. saying. Yeah. But that's our news. I don't care if it doesn't excite you. It excites <laughs> me. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Very, very That's our news. That. Probably literally no one else cared, but we you know, cared. I bet there's one person out there. 
if you want to hang out with the ghost brothers i'm so sorry that we didn't tell you about this sooner so you couldn't join us but it's okay that's okay someday we'll yes. have our own <laughs> yeah then you can hang out with us <laughs> go big or go we home. really want to do a waverly thing yeah someday someday i that love waverly so yeah you. anyways are you ready to get into this <laughs> we're gonna get into it great what so, are we talking about today we are talking about thelma todd yay (laughs) no so this one has been on my list for a while because it's just a very fascinating like i think like old hollywood cases are very interesting yeah and this one's very interesting this is like a second kind of one you've done recent the last one and this one kind of they're not the same but i was thinking about that that this is the second one that's like entertainment business like related kind of yes very different very different but yes yeah so and this one's unsolved which you know well that's usually that's the i know usual. i was gonna say <laughs> that's we know that with i you. love that so thelma todd was born in massachusetts in 1906 and growing up she was known as a smart girl and when she graduated high school in 1923 she planned on becoming a teacher which is awesome cool but she was also very pretty and so around this time her mom encouraged her to participate in beauty pageants and she did. She, it kind of sounds like she kind of just saw them as a way to like make a little extra money. Good for her. So she started participating. Use the system. <laughs> Use the system. <laughs> um, she started participating in these beauty pageants. And in 1925, she won the title of Miss Massachusetts. Go off queen. Good for her. She was like, I think like 19 or. Okay. Yeah. 19 at the time. And at this point, Thelma was noticed and recruited by a talent scout for Paramount Pictures. And it was at this point that she began a long and successful career as an actress. And she was mostly a comedic actress, and she did both silent films and talkies. Talkies. (laughs) And she was often casted as an independent woman, and she was very careful of, like, not playing into, like, dumb blonde stereotypes and stuff. Like, she wanted to play characters that, like, had a little bit of depth to them. Good for her. I'm proud of her. Yeah. Like, she was like, I'm pretty, but, like, that's not all I'm going to be known for. And not surprisingly, during her career, Thelma was mistreated um, in her career. What? Yeah. In 19- a woman? Early 1900s? Can't a young it. woman in Hollywood? Um, she had very strict clauses in her contracts regarding her weight including one that people called the potato clause. I don't like that. Which I hate. And it basically was just like, we can fire you if you gain or lose like a couple pounds. I really hate that so much. Which is also just like, do you not understand how weight works? Like adult women, your weight's going to fluctuate. Men don't understand weight is different in every body type because they're like on TikTok. They're like, don't talk to me if you're not under 120 pounds. And And women are like, you have no idea what that even is. Yeah. And it's like, like a child if you're over like five <laughs> feet tall. Yeah. That's so small. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, really messed up. And it caused her at one point to have an addiction to diet pills. Um, she also went through various experiences with people in the industry who threatened to blacklist her if she didn't basically sleep with them. That's rude. Um, but she didn't give in to this and she was able to pave her own way. And basically, she was just a badass. I was about to say. I was about, that's exactly what I was going to call yes. her. Um, and I also wanted to note that people seem to really want to paint her as like a party girl who like all she wanted to do is like drink and dance, which first of all, it's not, not true. true. And second of all, if it was, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's like 
you can like want to have fun and like party and still have depth of character. Uh, yeah. So whatever. Uh, it's just misogyny. Whatever. <laughs> um, it sucks. And also, I wanted to note is not just stuff they said about her back then because I found like recent articles when I was researching this that the way they were talking about her, I was just like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> like, were men writing them or were no? Women? One of them was a woman. Gross. I read this one article and it was talking about like the stuff with like her the clauses about her weight and it was like Thelma had a, like a problem with weight or something and I was like Ew. first of all it's not her like it's first of all no she didn't yeah second of all it's not a like a problem if she did have something wrong it's called an eating disorder like it's yeah called, like it has a name and it's not just because no it's yeah. stupid it was just it's not something she can really control too much in her brain yeah. you know not true no not true. it was just all really really making me mad so I don't like when women do that. Me neither. <laughs> women should support women. <laughs> yeah. So in 1931, Thelma starred in the film Corsair. I think that's how you say it. Corsair? I'm just kidding. Corsair. <laughs> one word. <laughs> and it was directed by Roland West. And the two became romantically involved despite him being 21 years older than her and married. Ew. So it was definitely more of a, an affair than a love story. And it would kind say. of go on for a while, like off and on. Um, but in 1932, Thelma married an agent named, I really meant to look up how you say his last See, name. See, that's what I do. Uh, named Pat DeCico. That's how they said it on BuzzFeed Unsolved, okay. I think. So we're going to go with that. I thought it was DeChico, but well, I don't know. Blame Ryan Bergara. Ryan Bergara. <laughs> this goes out to you. <laughs> if it's wrong... It's his fault. Well, and also this man is not a good person. So who cares? Like I said on last episode, that's how I felt too. So their marriage was not good. Um, They later divorced in 1934 and Thelma cited grievous mental and physical suffering as her reason for the divorce. Having to put a reason. Yeah, that's dumb. It's really stupid. Um, And it sounds like he was quite abusive, especially when he had been drinking um, and we're going to come back around to Pat, but he also had some pretty sketchy acquaintances. So are we about to talk about his acquaintances now or later? We're going to come back to him. Okay. So we're not doing it now. Yeah. Um, in August of 1934, Thelma opened Thelma Todd's sidewalk cafe in Los Angeles, and it became a popular spot for celebrities and tourists. Nice. And she opened it because she knew that in Hollywood, especially at that time, Women didn't have like the longest careers because once they started to show the age. slightest hint of age, yeah. they didn't get as many roles. And so she opened the cafe at the height of her career, basically as a way to like make a nest egg for herself and be like, when I'm not acting anymore, like this is what I'll do and this is what will keep me afloat. Good for so her. She was strong and she was smart and yes. really cool. That reminds me of our publishing project where we had to come up with a publishing company, but we also had to have our own way to fund it and so yeah. we made a food truck. We did. It's not real, but it should But be. it could be. So, who wants to fund us? Yeah. <laughs> no, our podcast. We like go out and do our podcast while serving food on our food truck. No. Well, yes. Who wants to come listen? I don't want to do that. <laughs> someone we were talking about another podcast doing a live show at our friend's birthday thing and someone thought we were doing a live show and I was like, You can just come hang out in our living room while we record <laughs> like, this. Just come sit on the floor. <laughs> so Thelma's partners in the cafe were Roland West, who she'd had the affair with, e. and his wife, Jewel Carmen. <laughs> um 
Part of the reason that Roland opened the cafe with Thelma was so they could spend more time together. Oh, yeah. But, like, their whole setup is really strange. Yeah. Jewel knew about the affair and, like, didn't seem to care that much. Yeah. But also, it's more still of really weird. coming back to me about exactly which one this is. But, yes, yes I know. And there were two apartments above the cafe. They were right next to each other. I think they might have even shared like a living space. Yeah. Um, and Thelma used one and Roland and Jewel used the other. Yeah. But Roland and Jewel also had a house like 500 yards away from the cafe. Yeah. Like up the hill. Yes. So. Weird, weird, weird guys. Really weird setup for them. It's just like, seems really yeah. uncomfortable, but. Okay. Did she? Did the wife have her own affair going on at all? I don't know. She should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she did. Yeah. Just for her sake. I hope she did. So, <laughs> never in any other circumstance would I encourage an affair. But if you're all living like this, he can move into the other apartment, and you guys live in your house, and then your other people can, that you're having the affairs with can live in there. There you go. Yeah, just I just plan. solved it. <laughs> so on Saturday, December 14th, 1930, 1935, <laughs> there was a party thrown at a nightclub called Cafe Trocadero, and it was in Thelma's honor, I think. Hmm. Um, sick. And so That's th- sick. Thelma went, obviously, and all witnesses say that she seemed in really good spirits. She was drinking brandy and champagne, and... This woman knew how to drink. I do not. (laughs) Her signature drink was three fingers of rye, which is like, that's just like how much it was. Yeah. yeah, And that's just like what she drank all the time. So she was having a good time. I could not do that. (laughs) So Roland West had asked Thelma to be home at 2 a.m., which first of all, he's not her husband. No. (laughs) He has no right to tell her when to come home. No. Even if he was, he has no right to tell her, like demand she be home and it sounds like she like kind of was just like no i'm not taking your crap she responded like i'll be home at 205 (laughs) yeah kind of like whatever man um so it doesn't he lock the door so it sounds like he had locked her out before yeah um so he had told her to be back before two or he was gonna like deadbolt the door that is so terrible however that whole situation is very interesting because i do think that he was at his house that night and so it's yeah. like it's not like he could have deadbolted the door from inside at the apartment because she would have been going back to yeah. the apartment. Yeah. So that That's whole thing weird. is fishy. We're going to come back to it. At 1.50 a.m., Thelma asked someone who was at the party to call Roland and tell him she would be leaving soon. She didn't. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. She well, stayed. Maybe not good for her. Well, yeah. She stayed until around 3.15 a.m. Dang, the devil's hour. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um. And Thelma's chauffeur, Ernest Peters, claimed that he dropped Thelma off at her cafe sometime between 3 a.m. and 4.20 a.m., which is a... <laughs> I'm sorry. Blaze it. This whole, this whole episode, like, when you said ferdy, I'm like, this shows... All I said was ferdy. <laughs> like, if I'm a child. Um, so it's a wide timeline, but based on what I can find, it would take, like, a good 30 minutes even today to get from where the club was to gotcha. where her cafe was. So it would take so like, a while. It would probably be around four. Yeah. It seems like. So he dropped her off. That's the last anyone sees her. Mm-hmm. We're going to skip ahead a little bit. That afternoon around 4 p.m. Martha Ford, who was a friend of Thelma's, reported getting a phone call from Thelma. 
Martha was having a party that night and Thelma said she was on her way with a surprise guest. Hmm. And Thelma also said like on the phone that she had gone to a party the night before and was still wearing her evening clothes and like, it's like, yeah. is that okay? And Martha's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, whatever. So men Thelma, do it. <laughs> team. Thelma never showed up to the party, but it doesn't seem like anyone really thought anything of it. She's a busy woman, you know, mm-hmm. on the next morning, December 16th, Thelma's maid, May Whitehead. So this is a full day after? This is yeah. a full day after yeah. because she left the original In party the at 4 a.m. on Sunday. Yeah. So yeah. it's the next day. It's Monday. Yes. So on Monday, December 16th, Thelma's maid. December. Oh my gosh. Winter. Call Sorry. back to our yeah. last episode. <laughs> um, May started her morning routine, which included getting Thelma's car from Roland West's garage and driving it down to the cafe for Thelma to use. And when she opened the garage, May found Thelma. So, yeah. 29-year-old Thelma Todd was slumped kind of to the left of the steering wheel of her Lincoln Phaeton. I think that's how you say it. It's a car. It's wrong. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I have no idea. Um, The ignition was still on, which I don't think they used keys yet. So I don't know how it turned on. How does that work? I don't know. I, I spent a long time researching cars and I could not figure it out. But the ignition was still on, but the car wasn't running anymore. You should have just asked a dude that likes cars. <laughs> Who? I don't know. Any guy on the internet. <laughs> I would rather not. <laughs> um, the car door was open and the lights in the garage were off. And Thelma had a broken nose and two cracked ribs. Ouch. She also had a bruise on her mouth, reportedly from probably hitting the steering wheel. And some sources also said that she had some bruising on her neck, but not all sources report that. So I'm not completely positive whether or not that's true. I literally looked everywhere to try and find like an actual autopsy or anything. And I could not find it. How dare you not find out if she had bruising on her neck? I was just, I want to know. I'm going (laughs) to solve it. (laughs) I already know the answer. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So um, she was still wearing her blue and silver evening (laughs) evening gown i could not say that in my brain (laughs) evening gown and a mink coat and it's like a long like very nice coat and the la times reported on her death and printed her obituary and what they wrote they said oh no it's so gruesome they printed this like front page that coagulated blood marred the screen comedian's features her blonde locks pathetically awry that is so rude. Pathetically awry, she's That dead. was the worst part of that. That's I know. so rude. That's the part that makes me the most mad. I'm like... Pathetically? Oh, your hair is out of place. Yeah, that's pathetic. Like... You're dead. How pathetic. And also, her hair was not really out of place. Like, her hair was... Like, this is evidence They're that we talked about later. Her hair looked surprisingly nice. good. Yeah. So... That's so annoying. I bet a man wrote it. Probably. Pathetic. It may, I was that man is pathetic. Literally, when I was reading it, I was like, "Are you kidding and me?" If it's a woman, you're really pathetic for right Yeah. So we Thelma's time of death. Sorry, what? We need to support women. That's <laughs> sorry. I was whispering. It's like that you whispered it. Yeah. <laughs> so Thelma's time of death was put around 5 a.m. on Sunday morning, which, by the way, is 11 hours before Martha Ford repeat. Uh, reportedly got a phone call from her yeah so that's interesting and not that long after she got home yeah like one of those like one of the things either she died around 5 a.m or Or she called martha like one of those things has to be wrong yeah so i mean who else is gonna fake an actress's voice yeah i don't know and it's like it sounds like they were like 
pretty close friends. Yeah, like, she would know. She knew that it was Thelma. I'm sure they've talked on the phone plenty. So, I don't know. Some people think that maybe Martha might have been, like, trying to get attention. Because, like, this is a time in Hollywood when, like, getting your yeah. name printed. About your and, friend. Like, yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's very weird. And I don't really have an answer for that part. You're a rude friend if that... You're not really a friend if that's something you would do. Yeah. So Dr. Wagner, who performed the autopsy, cited carbon monoxide poisoning as the major factor in Thelma's death. I have a fear of that. That's valid. Yeah. Um, How do we know if our thing works? We don't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, 70%. There was 70% of total saturation in her blood of Jeez. like the carbon monoxide. Yeah. Which also, while I was researching carbon monoxide poisoning. Why were you? You shouldn't do that. <laughs> it was spiral me. I'm already. Um, did you know that newborns have 12% total saturation of carbon monoxide in their blood? Oh my gosh. Isn't no, that weird? No, I don't need to know that. Like, <laughs> they just, that's just how they're born. Like, yeah. That's really weird. And just, smokers have like 4% or something. It's, it's very intriguing. I don't know. They have less than babies. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> babies are like the limit. <laughs> if you have more than 12%, you're in danger. danger. Yeah. Oh gosh. That's a lot then. 70? 70, 70, yeah. Oh, gosh. Now I really have the fear. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Wagner said that there may have been other contributing causes to Thelma's death, okay. but that they were not cause of death, Okay, which Got makes it. sense because you usually don't die from a broken nose or a couple broken ribs, Yeah, but they still are cause for suspicion yes. if someone dies <laughs> while having them. Yeah, I would say that. <clears throat> yeah. So back to the phone call. No phone call had been made from Thelma's phone on Sunday, but that doesn't mean that Thelma couldn't have used a different, a different phone. phone. Um, she was still in the same clothes, though, that she wore yes. out. So. Yes. Um, some other things. Peas and carrots were found in Thelma's stomach, and they are not yet digested, meaning that they were eaten soon before her death. But the club did not even like have peas and carrots. Yeah, and she, she could, could not have eaten them at the club. And if she couldn't have gotten into her house... So supposedly, supposedly, were they found in the house? Were there I don't any know. Peas and carrots it, in the house. Based on the story, Thelma did not go in her apartment. Okay, before going to the garage. were they in the cafe? No one has like cited seeing her, but that doesn't mean that she wasn't picked up by someone else and driven somewhere yeah. to eat and brought back and yeah. killed. I was just thinking maybe that night she found mm -hmm. some in the cafe when she was hungry. Well, didn't she own it? She does. I don't think. I think that. I actually don't know the layout of if she had to go through the cafe to get to her apartment. Okay. Um, but she could have just gone in the cafe. I don't think she did. Okay. I'm just trying but, to figure out. Yeah. She could have eaten this food. It's very intriguing. Um, so. That's a really sad final meal. I know, right? I don't even. I don't even Peas like. and carrots. I don't, I don't really like either. No. Ooh, sorry. Gross. That just made me think of the Hannah Montana episode where she says she doesn't like carrots. I know. I was like, we need to be careful. Oh my gosh. So inside her purse. Thelma had lipstick, a cigarette case, a handkerchief, and a coin purse. And inside the coin purse was the key to her apartment. Yep. So she would have been able to get inside. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like she did. But anyway. I mean, I don't think it was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to we're about to get into the theories. Yeah. And I yeah. Yeah. So the coroner's report read the death appears to have been accidental, but we recommend further investigation in this case. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. We're about to investigate. Appears accidental. I don't think it appears accidental. I don't think so either. So the first theory 
is accidental (laughs) carbon monoxide poisoning. So as the theory goes, it was a cold night. And even though Thelma was wearing a coat, she like her dress wasn't very thick. Like she probably still would have been cold. Mm -hmm. Her apartment was right by the coast. And like the wind can get really cold, especially at night. And it's December. Yeah. And if she, for some reason, could not get into her apartment, it's not unrealistic to think that she would go to Roland's house um, and get in the car maybe to stay warm. There was also, I think, like a guard or someone who came around like at 6 a.m. every day. And so Mm -hmm. some people think like maybe she thought, oh, I'll just go sit in the car and wait for him to come around and he'll let me in. So this garage is at the apartments? This garage is at Roland's house. house. Okay. Weird. Yeah. That's what I thought. But then I was like, wait. Yeah. But still, remember, she could have gotten in. Had her key. Yeah. And her blood alcohol content was 0.13, so pretty which high. is high, but it's not like she was like hammered. Yeah. And well, also, like, as the assumption goes, people assume she was able to walk up to the garage. Yeah. So she was dropped off at her apartment. Yes. Okay. Maybe Roland was like, come hang out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, if you assume that she could have walked up to the garage, why do you n- assume that she could not have realized she had her key? You know, I don't. I don't think I would have been able to <laughs> notice. <laughs> but you also wouldn't have been okay. I'm skipping ahead <laughs> a little bit. This garage, Roland's house, was up 270 steps, like yeah. up steps. I don't think. I don't know if I could find my key though. <laughs> <laughs> no um, way I would have done that. I couldn't even walk up a hill exactly. sober in Seattle. So. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, Roland's wife said he was home in bed with her. So the apartment couldn't have been bolted from the inside. She should have been able to get in. Yeah. Um, and then at the time, people may not have been as aware of the dangers of carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah. And if they did, there's always the chance that like the fear of freezing could have outweighed the knowledge of that danger. But also it wasn't like freezing enough for her to like die you know i don't think i don't know how cold it was but i don't think it would have been that That cold cold. no um and also thelma was very interested in cars and at the time there were campaigns going around like warning people of the dangers of carbon monoxide poisoning. she would know so like she would know yeah and also my biggest thing if it was an accident how did she end up with two broken ribs and her nose broken were you gonna say two broken noses no i i read it differently than i wrote it (laughs) i was kind of hoping you were gonna say two broken noses no so the nose her nose could have been broken by hitting the steering wheel when she passed out if she was sitting in her car and passed out from the carbon monoxide and hit her nose that could be explained Mm -hmm. but the ribs doesn't make as much sense no like you know the only explanation of that is if she like got in a car accident but she wasn't no, in a car yeah. accident. Or like, I was like, if she like fell weird when she was walking up there, but she also doesn't have any superficial injuries. But yeah. like, you know, if you fall, like you're you going to have, scra- have like a scrape, a scrape or something. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't make sense. It's also strange how she would have gotten up to Roland West's house. If I fell and got hurt, I would have just gone back down. I would have sat on my butt and scooted down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, how do you go up 270 steps on uneven ground while drunk? She's in a gown and high heels. Yeah. And it was a windy night. But when her body was found, like her hair was still like curled and it was put her together. car. Yes. That stays only at his house. Yes. Okay. So she couldn't have driven it from her place. Up no. To his- okay. Yeah. 
It's very interesting. Her shoes also didn't show evidence of walking that far. Someone carried so, her. Yeah. So it sounds like with the car stuff, her car stayed in Roland West's garage. Yeah. Usually what happened is she would stay at her apartment whenever her maid came, which I think was maybe just on weekdays or whatever. Mm-hmm. May, the maid, would go, like, drive to Roland's house, park her car, get in Thelma's car, and drive it down to the apartment so she could for Thelma it. to use. Gotcha. Seems yeah. like a lot. Does seem like a lot, but whatever. <laughs> at least the maid was driving and not walking up all those steps. Mm-hmm. That's true. She probably later, though, did have to go up at some point to walk up there to get her car. Yeah. But Rough. Sorry, May. <laughs> Unless you did it. I don't know. I don't think okay. she did. <laughs> um, Thelma also had been locked out before and had never chosen to sleep in her car. Roland West even cited times that she had broken a window to like wake him up and like make him come let her in (laughs) or like that he had she had found other ways to wake him up and like have him let her in like she was like not gonna sleep outside no I wouldn't either and also like this is a rich and successful woman she is very who had her key on her first of all had her key on her but like even if she did think she's locked out she would have found a way to get inside she's not gonna sit in her car break a window and let yourself in but if she had been in a fight with Roland, yeah, or she knew that she was late and he wasn't going to be happy about it, yeah, maybe she wouldn't have chosen to wake him up and would have tried yeah. to find another way. She was just avoiding a fight when yeah. she's not in her right mind. Exactly. So mm. I don't think it was an accident. I can see why How some people do. How did she eat that food? The biggest thing to me is the food and the ribs. Yeah. It just Ouch. doesn't make sense. So the next theory is that Thelma committed suicide that i also don't why would you do those other things to yourself so why would that be your last meal i know that's my why that so the chauffeur said that thelma was unusually quiet that night and he also said that she usually asked him to walk her to her door but didn't that night but some people said that could be explained by if she thought that roland was going to be at her apartment or thought that they were going to have like a fight yeah she just didn't want to deal with it yeah like that makes sense to be like, oh, no, yeah. don't walk me to my door. Like, I don't want you to see this or whatever. Yeah. So. She also seems pretty independent. Like, I yeah. think she's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, some people said that Thelma may have received an upsetting message the night of her death, but we don't know what that message could have been. So it's not true. But yeah. Um, and I mentioned this later, but her ex, Pat, had been at the party and they did kind of have like a verbal argument while they were there. And so it's like, maybe that's why she's quiet. You know, like she's probably going to be kind of like not in a Mm -hmm. good mood after that. But But that doesn't necessarily mean that she's... One argument doesn't lead to that. Yeah. Like I think that explains her being quiet and not that like you shouldn't jump straight to she was quiet. Maybe she's suicidal. Like, Yeah, that's just not. Yeah. Thelma, like I said, probably would have known that carbon monoxide would be deadly. Mm-hmm. but there was no indication that she was suicidal. She had just landed a new role that she was excited about, and her trunk was full of Christmas presents for loved ones, and she had also reportedly told people at the party that she had a new relationship going with someone in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and she was like excited about this guy. And this theory also doesn't account for the cracked ribs or the phone call or the peas and carrots. No. So... I don't think it was a suicide. No, I don't think it was. Also, the suicide and the accident, those two just completely cancel the others out. Like, yeah. she, she doesn't know about carbon monoxide poisoning. She has to know yeah. about carbon monoxide poisoning. And yeah, no, neither of them add up, I don't think. So the last theory is that it was murder. murder. 
And we have, Murder. I think, four suspects. Oh, my gosh. And some of them, I'm like, I don't think they did it. Okay. I'm going to end on the one I think did it. Well, yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, I'm going to solve this right now. I'm getting my solving cap on. Solving cap. Yeah. So the first suspect is Jewel Carmen, who is Roland West's wife. I don't think it was her. Me neither. She's in bed. <laughs> so she would have done it already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she found out about it, she would have done it. So apparently Jewel was not upset by the affair. She had like, something She was mostly on. okay with it, which honestly to me just screams that Roland West sucks. Like yeah. either she had another guy or she's like, I hate him anyway. But like, I just like the money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, or the like, less I have to hang out with him, the yeah. better. Um, however, Jewel did reportedly threaten to kill Thelma for losing money at the cafe. It sounds like at the time of her death, the cafe wasn't doing great. Well. And so, like, money could have been a motive there. But What would killing her do? Like, it's not like she was listed as the person exactly. on her will to get everything. And it's just, like, Thelma was the big name behind the cafe. Yeah, why would you do like, that? Like, why? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And also, Thelma had, like, a bunch of jewelry on her and stuff. She like, would have taken it. Exactly. So it doesn't exactly. make sense. Um, yeah. So I don't think Jewel did it. Suspect two is Thelma's ex-husband, Pat DeSico. And... Are you sure? That's how you say it? I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> but he reportedly referred to himself as an agent with underworld connections. That's what I would call myself. <laughs> Is it? If I ever become an agent, I've got some underworld connections. <laughs> My ghost friends. He means like to the mob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't know I was thinking about ghosts. No, I he means he, like sketchy. I people. thought he was like a voodoo guy and he like <laughs> I was just thinking of the all I could think of was the guy in Princess and the Frog. Frog. Yeah. No. <laughs> friends on the other side. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, I also have ties to the mob, though. I'm just <laughs> and you're blatantly admitting it yeah. on our podcast. Al Capone. <laughs> Is that the only mob guy you can think I almost of? said Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Pat DeSico. Al Gore. All the Al's. <laughs> Al Gore. Wasn't he on the Proud Family? Al Gore. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought he was. I'm sweating. <laughs> it's like probably 80 degrees it's, in our apartment right it's now. It's so hot. So we're going to talk more about his bad connections. Sorry. But, <laughs> um, Pat had a bad temper. He was abusive to Thelma and his second wife, especially when he was drunk. Pat. And he had been at the Trocadero that night. And like I said, had a heated interaction with Thelma. Um, apparently, he had asked to be invited to the party, brought a date, and then asked to be seated next to Thelma just to, like, make her mad. He would. Which is so rude. So. That doesn't feel like an isolated one dude thing. I feel like multiple guys would do that. Men. A lot of men. A lot of boys. Yeah. Um, and Pat, like I said, had connections to the mob. I don't have a lot on, like, those connections, but... Um, I do know that he had a pretty close connection with the next suspect on the list. Um, and that suspect is Lucky Luciano. Oh, yeah. I've heard his name before. And Lucky was a mobster. He's one of my connections. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> my homie. <laughs> yeah. Um, he reportedly put a hit out on Thelma. Some people think. 
There's like no evidence for yeah. that. Um, Thelma received eight letters throughout 1935 threatening her life if she didn't pay $10,000. I don't have that money. <laughs> and the letters were signed Ace of Hearts. But two suspects in New York were arrested and the letters stopped after that. So okay. they think they had the right people. But Thelma herself thought that they were mob related. So they have and other so friends. some people think that Lucky was involved in them. And with him, it's understandable why people suspect him. He is a huge mob boss in LA with lots of connections. But there is no physical evidence that Thelma and Lucky ever actually met. However, he did know Pat. And so, like, they probably crossed paths a few times. Okay. And there are a lot of people who believe in this theory, so we're going to talk about it a little, but it's all hearsay because we don't know if they even knew each other. They keep it on the down low. So, the story goes that they were romantically involved and that Lucky was abusive towards Thelma and also that he got her hooked on amphetamines. And... The largest rumor is that he wanted to eventually take control of the third floor of her restaurant to use for gambling. But Thelma was not letting that happen. And it is reportedly for that reason that he put out a hit on her. Nice. So. Nice for him, I guess. He's pissed. Um, he has other people to do his dirty work. Yeah. And there is also a story of a time that Lucky, like, was trying to get her to drink and she had like kind of cut back on drinking at the time. Sounds like it. And Thelma responded. Her like, drinks are big. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but the story goes that he basically forced a bottle of champagne into her mouth and like poured it down her throat. Jeez. Oh, and so a lot of people connect that to the bruises on her neck when her body was found. If they really exist. If they exist. Yeah. So like I said. They may or may not, but people theorize that they're from him and him doing that to her. But even if, if you're going to kill her, like, why are you going to do that? Yeah. Anyways, it's just it doesn't totally make sense with the context of no. the murder and like yeah. any of it. But yeah. whatever. That doesn't feel like a torture thing to do. Yeah. And then the other thing is if like the whole motive behind it was like money or like power and stuff. Mm hmm. The killer left so much money on her body. Mm -hmm. She had like a, an expensive mink coat on and she had on a lot of jewelry and her purse was like next to her. And apparently I found an article that said she had $20,000 worth of jewelry on. Dang. I don't know if that's then dollars or now dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, like she had a lot, a of, lot money of money on, her. on you. So if money is the main. They would have taken it. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really believe it. No. But moving on to our last suspect. Can you guess? <laughs> you believe this one. I believe this one. I was going to ask who oh. you guess it is. What's his name? Roland. Yeah. I almost said Ronald. So I was thinking of Big Sky. <laughs> no. So Roland West was known to be a jealous man. And if Thelma really was talking to some new guy in San Francisco, mm -hmm. he might have been upset by this. Probably. Especially if she had like spent the night out and then wasn't coming like coming home when he wanted and yeah. all of that stuff and so some people theorize like i said that that's why thelma asked her chauffeur not to walk her to the door she mm -hmm. was like he's gonna be mad like i'm just yeah. not gonna deal with it and roland on his deathbed admitted to quote accidentally locking her in the garage but <laughs> that makes no sense no <laughs> whatever yeah whatever man um I accidentally. And it's like, no, like she was still injured. Like her injuries to me make sense with someone being like knocked out or like oh, yeah. physically hurt before put in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, 
He also claimed that around 4 a.m. he woke up hearing his dogs barking but didn't try to figure out why. Okay. But like I said earlier, his wife gave him an alibi and said that he was at home in bed with her. Uh-huh. But who's to say? Like that who's she's telling to the say? truth. Who's what to say? What from? is that from? We say that all the time. I'm sorry. I'll that was try. really loud. If you're listening to this podcast and you know what that quote is from, we always say who's, who's to, to say, say? <laughs> in this specific like phrasing. Yeah. And both of us know that it's from something <laughs> and we're quoting something. We don't know what it is. <laughs> it could be really bad. I'm just kidding. It's been who's two years. Say? Of us saying that. Yeah. And not knowing what it's from. We've looked at, we've Googled it. Literally cannot find it. We can't figure it out. Someone help. You're going to ruin my life with me thinking about it. Help, help, Anyway, so who's to say that she's not (laughs) covering for him or whatever? Eh, I feel like she probably just has no idea what's going on, but she's like, I don't really. Yeah. She doesn't Um, really like him probably, so. That's true. Maybe she was with her (laughs) Maybe it was both of them. Or maybe it was both of them. Is there a theory that it's both of them? No, I mean, this is the end of my theories, but... Well, maybe there is a theory. Maybe I will come up with that theory. There's also, like, I will say, there's a lot of information out there that, like, there's no confirming whether it's true. I saw this whole thing about, like, oh, like, police talked to people about that Roland confessed and then they covered it up and all this stuff. And there is no evidence that that is real whatsoever. Okay, then we won't. So, like, I literally took it out because I was like, it's not true. We have no way of knowing. So, I don't know. But um, West also at one point made sure to tell the police that Thelma was prone to fainting spells, Mm. which, like, that doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like, that just feels like trying to be like, oh, yeah, she would pass out pretty easily. And it's like anyone would pass out from carbon monoxide poisoning. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But all I know is that he seems really suspicious. He had the most motive. His name is Roland. (laughs) That feels suspicious. His name is Roland. It's his garage oh yeah like he's the only one that could physically get her up there probably yeah unless it was a hitman but there's nothing in my opinion i think what happened is that he like picked her up or something yeah. took her out to eat somewhere. maybe he was waiting in her apartment or was waiting for her or something yeah they ate together peas and carrots yeah something he's evil <laughs> which also might go along with her like being concerned about her weight and yeah. stuff but yeah really sucks and that something happened and he hit her and then yeah. locked her in the garage with the car running. Yeah. And killed her that way and then unlocked the garage so that it wouldn't look suspicious. Yeah. That's rough. But, and I don't know what I think happened with the phone call. I don't really know about that. That part's so weird to me. Which is why the wife could be in on it and could have tried to mimic her voice. That's fair. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe the which time also, I, Or maybe the time of timing of it just got weird. Which that does kind of make sense because the other sighting that they said, because there were a few people that were like, oh, I think I saw her on yeah. Sunday, which I didn't include most of them because I was like, I, they're not yeah. true. But one of them was Jewel. The yeah. wife said that she saw her like yeah. driving by the cafe. So we've solved it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we She's solved it, guys. It. But that's what I think. And I wanted to include also that only four days after her death, Roland opened the cafe back up. And that's gross. He kind of felt like her death had made people uneasy to eat there because it had her name on it. Yeah. So he renamed it Shay Roland. How soon after? I don't know. But he named it after himself. Yeah, that's not even a good name. No. What was the other? His wife's name Jewel. Jewel. That's a way cooler name. 
And it's just like for the place, to be honest. It's her cafe. Like, I know they opened it together. Yeah. If you're going to change the name, change it to something good. And it's just like, maybe you didn't like the whole name. Just leave it at like Thelma's or something. Like, you could still leave it as a nod to her and didn't have to make it all about yourself. He definitely did it. But I think he did it. I'm convinced he did it. Yeah. Um, Her death was officially closed and is considered, quote, accidental with suicidal tendencies. Those don't. They add don't make sense. It, those don't add up. Yeah. So. Oh my god. I don't know. That's so stupid. It's a very. They just sound like they got lazy at the end. Yeah. They're like. And oh. so much of it, I'm like, is there like so much information we don't know because it was in 1935? Did they test like, for any DNA at all? Well, they wouldn't have had it back then. Yeah. And I don't think it would have lasted until now. There was like no hair on her or anything that wasn't her. Like I don't know. I mean, I don't. Think there could have so. been his hair or something. I don't know. I don't think he had a lot of hair. (laughs) Well, that you'd be able to tell if he lost any. (laughs) You are missing one hair off of your head. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But it's really hot in here. It's really hot in here. We got to wrap this up. (laughs) I can feel the heat. (laughs) The sweat is pouring off my body right now. Guys, we're in a heat wave and we had to turn our air off to record and we're dying. So um, you should really appreciate that we recorded this. Because we love you guys. Happy six months. Happy six months. Thanks for hanging out with us. (laughs) Really appreciate it. And you should hang out with us more on our social medias. Oh, yeah. And also for more episodes. (laughs) And don't forget to look at our Instagram for the Ghost Brothers. Yeah. Check it out. Anyways. Yeah, like Sydney said, follow us on Instagram at Something Sick Podcast or on Twitter at A Sick Podcast or on TikTok at Something Sick Podcast or send us an email at Something Sick Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you next time, homies. Peace out. Mm-hmm.